The Hundred Marathon Club by Darren Smith. When I first started this running business, 10K was a million miles away from where I saw myself. Okay, not a million miles, more like 6.214 miles if you were being pedantic, but it may as well have been a million. I couldn't even manage 200 yards on the treadmill at the Virgin Active at the Barbican without walking and stopping and dying. So running that first Booper London race on the sunny Maybank holiday weekend of 2012 was a rush. The crowds, the atmosphere, the medal, the personal achievement. I ran Sheffield next, then London at the British 10k. And once you are comfortable or no longer feel challenged, you up the distance naturally. Halves. Then full marathons. You have made it. Congratulations. Collect your subscription to Runner's World magazine and sample pack of SIS gels at the door. Get all the gear. As you have no idea what you've just started. You have reached, in your own opinion anyway, the pinnacle of running, so to speak, or that's what you naively thought. But when there, at the apex, you want it to be tougher. You choose trail instead of road. Fuck road. Fuck its well-maintained surfaces that are easy to keep your feet on. You want to slip and slide and fall arse over elbow at every opportunity. Hills next. No, fuck hills. Little moundy bastards. You want mountains. The Alps. How about biting wind and torrential rain? Mud up to the tuchus. Snow. Snow on mud up to the tuchus in the Alps with a nigh impossible cut-off time. With new shoes. With blisters, with missing toenails, with a cold, carrying an injury or two. The danger of failure. But vulnerability isn't weakness. This is what I think. It's brave to go into something that doesn't have a guaranteed outcome. And you, pointing to my listeners in a Lord Kitchener manner, you want that challenge. You want the chance of failure, because when you cross that finish line, my God, it is glorious. Why do you think people followed me to Portland? It wasn't for the fucking views. The challenge for me now anyway is the 100 Marathon Club, and so along with a fellow 1,190 runners, I would be back at Eastbourne for what was... Number 51, the Beachy Head Marathon, 24th of October, 2020. Including the largest assembly of my running crowd since the Liverpool Rock and Roll Marathon of a couple of years ago, including Lewis Clark, Rachel, Michael Avery, Baz on cheer duties, Kyla, Claire, even though she couldn't run, JK, Whiffers, the Segan Sarah, and Keith Miller, the man, when I asked for a running song for my Chester Metric Marathon playlist, suggested I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred. An odd choice all around. Say hello, Keith. Hello, Keith. Ha, <laughs> Joker. Oh, and uh, Jenny Morris. 
And it would be her first marathon since Athens 2018, which we ran with Lewis and Keith Miller amongst others, and that much like most of our other running adventures, involved a lot of booze. Now, we take our drinking far more seriously than we do our running. Lou, JK and I drank for 10 hours before Portland Coastal. When drinking at, I want to say, the Amersham Ultra, Jen and I were spitballing ideas for costumes to run in at the Bacchus Half Marathon at a local winery later that year. Her suggestion for me as we drank? Spanish Buzz. Yes, based on a single scene in the movie Toy Story 3 when Buzz Lightyear is reset and had his language changed to Spanish. That would be my costume. Crazy. But before Beachy Head, this time around, as we drank Frangelico because the restaurant had run out of limoncello... I decided that if my 99th marathon is at the Berlin Marathon, I will run it wearing 99 red balloons. Again, crazy. But I digress. So back to business business. In his blog, Keith wrote that if you are a flat track bully, Beachyhead will find you out. If you don't train on hills... Beachy Ed will find you out. If you don't have a physical job and neglect strength training, Beachy Ed will find you out. Goodness knows it's hard enough even when you do that sort of stuff. No good afterwards coming up with excuses that you should have been better or done better or making out you took it easy, that you don't prepare for this one and it's no fun bus, that's for sure. This is one race where you completely get what you deserve. I know that it wasn't directed at me, but I can't help but feel that it rings true. I don't train on hills. I barely train at all at the moment. I don't have a physical job. And I was found out, as you will discover. And there are no excuses. I ran the Beachy Head Marathon as my sixth back in 2016. I have run 45 since then. Have I learned anything in the meantime? Have I fuck? It was absolutely brutal. I can categorically admit that I've had kinder prostate exams, and those include the ones with a fat-fingered proctologist that felt like he was wearing sandpaper gloves. It started, much like races nowadays, socially distanced. The holding pens were in a school field uh, close to the evil hill start. There was no temperature being taken here, though rectally or otherwise, just a half-hearted request to use the hand sanitizer provided by a marshal as we walked in and stood on discs in rows of three, two metres apart. This despite being roughly the same size as the Chiltern 50, was lacking a bit in its organisation. No one checked if we had face masks. There was no 
bag drop either, and given it would be freezing cold with rain at times, and the kind of wind that can lift you up in the air like Patrick Swayze picking up Jennifer Grey in Dirty Dancing before tossing you unceremoniously to the ground like a sack of fly-tipped garbage, we needed warm clothes as soon as we finished. A bag drop It didn't even need to be manned. We could have done it ourselves. We could have complained, though, but we didn't. But we were here because the race was on, and precious few races are bold enough to even try. So, after seeing Rachel and Kyla on the way in, and discovering that under his buff and Peterborough United face mask, the masked stranger standing next to us was actually J.K., we were off. Back in 2016, I was a little foolhardy and tried to run up the 100 metre high opening hill. This time, I decided to fuck that noise. I marched my way up and was the better for it, seeing Claire at the top and elbow bumping a photographer friend as he snapped my ascent. It took a long while to recover too. A lot of people were walking from the off, but I needed to run. My aim was to finish, but, well, you know, my main aim as it was, but I had one eye on my time from 2016. I wanted to better it. And after all, one must have targets. Well... Made it to 11 kilometres. Uh, it's hillier, muddier, windier, more difficult than I remember. I know it was four years ago, but I would have hoped that in the 45 marathons and above I've won between that and this beachhead marathon, I would have learned something. Apparently, I've gone backwards. Okay, look, I'm not proud. I was wrong. And the truth is hard to take. I felt sure we had enough. Level 42 had it mostly right, but it wasn't love that was the problem. I did feel like it was almost personal at times. Why, Beachy? Why do you have to kick me when I'm already down? New shoes? Well, actually, the new shoes, the Scott trail shoes I was wearing, were uh, okay. Tailwind. I took Tailwind with me. Despite me projectile vomiting it at the Shakespeare Raceway Marathon, I had a bottle of the stuff in my pack. Vomit juice, as it became known. Maybe that was the challenge. Marathon? No. Tougher. On trail? Tougher. 4,000 feet of elevation. Pansy. Mud. Do me a quaver. Gale force gusts of wind. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. New shoes? Bah! How about I throw in the chance of chucking up my guts the whole way round? Now you're talking. <coughs> yep. So, not quite as regular these updates. I've made it to 23k beyond halfway, which is good, but it is very tough today. I'm just going to be happy to finish, I think, rather than... Um, you know, going for that PB. I mean, it's still on, but I doubt if I'll get it. Uh, if anything, it's all about survival, this one. Get to the end if I can. Fingers crossed. Bye. Don't stop. 
never give up. Hold your head high and reach the top. Let the world see what you have got. Bring it all back to you. And, from what I can tell, not everyone was having fun. Jen, ordinarily faster than me, or more consistent at least, had fallen into a walk. Rachel had gone over on her ankle and injured herself and was limping along with a guy called Ben. Kyla had literally been blown off her feet by the wind. And this was all before the trickier part of the race. Looking back at my race photos from it, it looks like I am walking away from a penalty miss at a major footballing tournament. Devastated. Imagine Gareth Southgate versus Germany in Euro 96, just wearing trail shoes. Ah, that was the, uh, the steps, the famous steps at 28k that I just did. Um, yeah, not enjoying this much really. Uh, Rachel's broken apparently, I saw in the uh, WhatsApp group. Uh, I saw Riffers, I saw Kyla. Uh, not too sure anyone is having a too great day about roundabout beachy head. I think everyone will just be happy to finish and meet at the pub. And there were two sets of steps, actually really three. The first two are separated by a short, muddy walk where you can barely keep your feet. The second set of steps, in case you're thinking of running this race, are worse. And they bring you up to a wall that you unceremoniously clamber over before heading, finally, towards the sea and the Seven Sisters. Supplemental. I guess the question is... How is it remotely possible that at the peak of my plantar fasciitis of 2016, when I could barely limp my way around, was I actually fucking faster than now? Uh, I don't know. It beggars belief. Uh, but I shall keep going. I did remember this from 2016. I lost count. Or I didn't know when to start counting the seven sisters. I, I had no reference point to work out how far along I was on the evil climbs. This time I successfully counted the first sister, the second, the third, walking the ups as you do and running the downs, following Whiffers and the Segan Sarah for a while. At the top of what I thought was the fourth hill I saw a sign it stated that we were, and I guessed correctly, halfway along the Seven Sisters. I want to say it was Brass Hill or something. Well, I was right anyway, and Fortune was finally smiling on me. Also, due to the wind and I think the danger of death from the cliff edge not being dramatic at all, we missed out the last two sisters this year. The route diverted away from the cliff edge, and we were on flat trail off, uh, around, the, around the last two hills rather than over them, to the last water, banana and mini Mars bar checkpoint, all socially distanced, and a, a herd of wild ponies, one of which I gave my porridge bar to. 
And then the all-familiar final mile, downhill to a group of cheering marshals, a diagonal path with hedges either side, and then we were at the top of that first hill. 100 metres, straight down, all the way to the finish. I joked with the marshals at the top that it was going to be far better going down than up, and they agreed. I was only partly right, though. Tourists were now on the hill and getting in the way. There were also two sets of steps, if you ever get this far. Nice, low, comfortable steps to the far left, but this is where the families were. Uh, Difficult steps in the middle. A runner I'd been shadowing uh, for much of the race was just in front of me at this point, uh, on the middle steps, and he was having difficulties. He resembled me, aged two, at my grandparents' house, trying to get up and down the stairs, one step at a time, pausing on each step down. And this, in turn, gave me time to pause and reflect, but soon I lost patience and ran down the steep slope to the side of the steps, off the bottom of the hill and over the finish line to applause. Sadly, over 40 minutes slower than I did in 2016. But I had finished, although I was disappointed, given my 50k PB last time out. Well, that was the 40th uh, Beachy Head Marathon. Uh, I was officially... Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I was officially uh, 45 minutes slower than last time I did it. Uh, But this was a tough day. I think everybody felt it. And everyone is still feeling it. So uh, the guys were at the Pilot Inn, which is the traditional pub for post-race. And uh, we have to take it from there. But you know, I should be proud. I I did finish the race. That's six marathons and above in 11 weeks. Yes, I am a robot sent from the future to run slow races. But Beachy Head, if asked if I'll be back, I would have to say no. Not for me. Although the others... They seem to like it. Lou said as much, but he does like a challenge, that boy. Rachel said she needed retribution after limping her way around wall style. Kyla said hell yeah. Keith seemed to think it was huge fun. Not sure what race he was running. But me and Jen, not so much. So maybe this weekend, in the future, we will go find something a little less fun fun to run on. I remember our running of this race in 2016. Jenny Morris said she loved it so much she wanted to come back and run it every year. After asking her if that was still true, she said that she swore her way around the whole course in her head and never ever wants to run it again. And who am I to argue? The medal is quite good. It uh, has the number 40 on it, being the 40th running of the race, and there are words on it to describe the race itself. And let's see if they're right as I take a look at it now. 
26.2, yeah, although it was supposed to measure long, closer to 27 miles. Sausage rolls, yes, although I didn't have one this time. Oh, I did. Yeah, it was before the steps, so I literally took a bite of it and then chucked it. Train, uh, no, no, I didn't. Unique, it is the South Downs way, so if you include SDW50 and the South Coast Challenge in reverse, it's, it's kind of a mix of those. Um, pride. Um, none for me other than another race counting towards the 100 Marathon Club. Hard. Steady. Um, immense. That's what she said. Commitment. Lacking. Determination. Waning. And life-changing. Well, it had the potential, but to be honest, it, it fell short. I do have alternative words, but it's best if I leave it there. The others, uh, as I did say, loved it. And it is a challenge. Uh, like Portland Coastal, like Langsit Loops that we have in January and Snowden in the summer. And isn't that why we do this? To challenge ourselves? To seek further meaning? So, join me next time for the big answers to the big questions of our age, such as, will Lewis Clark get a Japanese, Japanese flag over 31 miles of the Ridgeway because... He forgot his Vaseline again, or given that we are staying at the Red Lion Inn in Prince's Risborough, will JK actually make it to the race? And will I get to 100 Marathon Club number 52 at the 31-mile two-day weekend of the Druids Challenge? Well, you'll just have to wait and see, you overly eager little puppy. So, until next time, and... As my final recap, have I learned anything in the 45 marathons and ultras that I ran between my first and second running of the Beachy Head Marathon? No, I didn't learn a goddamn thing. Next up, the Druids Challenge.